When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X grown-up. I support Gen X grown-up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to this episode 116 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> you know that Mo is here with us. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we watch a post-apocalyptic miniseries where the apocalypse was a flu pandemic. Huh. Huh. Close to home. <laughs> Try out a personalized online service that just might help you live a happier life and play a classic award-winning PlayStation game remastered and now available on the PC. We'll have those topics and many more, but before we get into that, it is time right at the start here for some fourth listener email. And you guys remember, for a time there, that we were taking some of our backtracks and remastering them for YouTube, right? Put a few videos oh, yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we found a new listener through those videos. Ben oh. T started uh, watching those videos, started commenting on them, uh, <laughs> and I replied, hey Ben, I'm glad you're enjoying these. He was very engaged. I says, you know, this is just a sampling of hundreds of episodes. <laughs> that are out as audio pods. <laughs> and let me tell you, he has jumped in with both feet into our back catalog of shows. And he's been messaging us on YouTube about all of the podcasts he listened oh, to. That's interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> so I took a sampling of some of Ben's messages across YouTube on our various uh, backtracks. And I will share with you and the listeners what Ben T had to say about his uh, inundation into the back catalog of Gen X grown-up <laughs> shows. His first one was, the backtrack for Just Say No was amazing. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. That was great. So he's just saying yes. He's just saying yes to say no. Yes. <laughs> About a day later, he said, hey, the Backtrack podcast for Choose Your Own Adventure was amazing too. Just fantastic. <laughs> All right. It really helps that you guys pick subjects of things that you have a lot of experience with. Well, at least like one of us usually has a lot of experience with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least one. <laughs> See the wrestling podcast yeah, as really. an example. <laughs> right. Where only one of us had any experience yeah. with it. <laughs> Uh, and then just uh, another couple of days later, he listened to another one. He said, hey, guys, the backtrack about pop culture catchphrases was amazing. Probably the best podcast or video about Gen X catchphrases I have ever heard. Wow. wow. Nice. Wow. Is his media consumption rather limited? Is that why it's the best that he's ever heard? <laughs> or, or maybe not too many people have done podcasts on that. I'm sure there's better out there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you sell us short, George. I think we're top tier. Come on now. Um <laughs> You're saying Ben lives under a rock. That's the only reason he thinks ours no, is Well, great. I'm not, I don't want to cast aspersions to Ben. He's writing us emails and yeah. comments, but I'm not sure we're the best. <laughs> it could be the first podcast you ever listened to. Hey, top three. Um, we're top three at least. <laughs> we're top three. <laughs> I'll take it. 
Hey, thank you, Ben. We're so glad you found no, us, whether awesome. it's through YouTube or wherever. That's great. And continue to listen, comment on there. We love that you do. We'd love to hear from our fourth listeners, folks that write in and let us know what they think of the job we're doing. It really helps to motivate us and let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Hey, if you want your email featured here on the show, it's easy. You can drop a line over on YouTube like Ben did, or you can hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one and most of them like Ben's, eventually make this show. All right, gents, with that good business in the can, it's time to jump into the meat of this episode 116 right after the break. Stick around. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Feel it in the air. A brand new fragrance from Impulse. A man you've never met before suddenly gives you flowers. That's elation. The exciting new fragrance from Impulse. It's time to get the ball rolling here at the head, talking about media that we have been consuming between now and the last time we got together. Could be, of course, television or movies or books or comics or music or whatever it is. And I'm going to start with you, George. You had something that you were looking forward to a new season kicking off, right? Yes, I am always looking forward to this kicking off. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for BattleBots. <laughs> I love this series. It's one of my favorite things to watch on TV. It comes out, they usually have like 10 or 12 episodes in a season. There's just all kinds of robot mayhem. This is season six. They have moved the wow. production from Los Angeles to Vegas. And I say season six, but really it's like season 27 because of all the stops and starts and different channels that mm -hmm. have carried battle oh, bots okay. over the years. But this year, they, they've got a couple of new things that they're doing. They have a raised platform in the arena now, which is really cool. Like the robots can oh, yeah. pick each other up and slam them down on the raised platform. <laughs> and then it's difficult for them to move around. Is it like a ramp or like a, like a mm -hmm. deck? There's no ramp. It's just a oh, ramp. No, it's like, like a, a stage. Like, like a, a tier. You know, got it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. And yep. it's got, um, it makes these like little sharp, short corner areas around it in the mm. BattleBot arena. To make navigation tough. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, certain bots don't do well in small spaces. Like the full body spinners hate that because once they hit something, they bounce off of it. And when they bounce uh -huh. off and hit a bunch of walls around them, that's when they do damage to themselves. So... Weird little eccentricities like that that they're building into it. They have the same three judges back. They have this guy who's like a color commentator guy on the side who's like the bot expert. And then they have the main two guys that are still there. It is just a ton of fun. The season's starting off really interesting. There's a lot of people that are winning and losing that you don't necessarily expect. They're up to episode three as we record this right now. So there's uh, mm. still quite a bit more to go if you're interested in jumping in and picking up the earlier episodes so you can get caught up. 
it's just one of my favorite things to watch each year. Yes, I tell you, George, since you brought this up, you brought this up about a year ago, probably. I remember when season two came out, I think you brought it up. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching it. Now, I admit, I fast forward through all the backstory and just go to the battles. Fair but enough. Let me tell you, man. Those battles are pretty freaking amazing now. I mean, things are literally <laughs> catching on fire. Yes. Which is Every cool. time, yeah. There's like some bot somewhere is going to catch on fire. Actually, I feel bad for some of them, though, when they go in there and basically their thing literally just gets destroyed. And you're like, oh, my God, you know, they spent their whole lives on this thing. I'm like, and I feel kind of bad for them. <laughs> but I mean, admittingly, I was like, oh, I thought it was pretty awesome, though. So I, I'm glad you turned me on to it. I'm enjoying it. What's the craziest bot you've seen so far? Like the most interesting build? Anything stand out to you? I always find that interesting what people come up with. It's not in the running this year, I don't believe, but there is a walking bot that was introduced two years ago. Oh, like like a Boston Dynamics kind of like legs, like with like, knees, like walking? Like, like a bug thing? Kind Almost of thing, like right? a six-legged Ooh. crab kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Weird. The difference with walking <laughs> bots versus the regular tired bots that we see Walking bots are allowed to be up to 500 pounds as opposed to the 250 pound limit on the regular bots. Yeah. Mm. And they have one that it was in the last couple of seasons. It's a hammer bot as its primary weapon. So it has this big metal arm that slams this spike down on its opponent when it can get close to it. The difficulty for this poor little bot (laughs) is that it's incredibly slow. The first year they brought it out, the little feet couldn't get purchased on the floor, so it was slipping and sliding everywhere. (laughs) So it's like staying in one spot. Oh, no. (laughs) It's moonwalking. (laughs) Yeah, and the legs don't move fast enough for it to really be a threat to anybody. It's just if you happen to move your bot underneath its arm, well, you could get hurt. (laughs) But most of the drivers are so good at this point now, especially the experienced ones, that they just take its legs out from the side every time uh, yeah there's one actually from this season which i thought for sure was going to lose imagine like a swing set like it's built like a it looks like a swing set it's like oh a, huge it's huge and it has like a spinning wheel no, that's, that's its spin- name oh it's huge <laughs> okay yeah, the name is huge <laughs> okay and it has a spinning thing on it that spins like um like it's like imagine if it's a swing except it goes all the way around like super fast and it's like a solid okay, piece. I said, like a- it just looks flimsy i'm like is this gonna do anything it launched i mean literally launched that other robot like 20 feet away i mean i was like holy crap doing something right i guess yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's gone through a lot of design iterations on that bot originally that swing arm that you're talking about mo that goes 360 Mm -hmm. it was made out of um, like metal poles just like the frame of the body oh now he's gone to the material that is used on another really big bot that uses that white flexible material that's very difficult to damage with the weapons that most of the bots use. That's pretty cool. cool. It's an interesting show. It's one that if you if you like competition shows, it's a fun show to watch. If you love robots, it's an excellent show to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I can't say enough about it. If you like destruction, not a bad show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like NASCAR. You know? <laughs> exactly. You go there and watch yeah. the robots explode. Right. Yeah. Now, speaking about exploding, I get that from John's teaser at the beginning, the world is kind of going to explode in the thing that you're watching, right, Mo? Yeah, yeah, metaphorically, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's a show called Station Eleven. I was actually looking forward to it. John actually had to look it up because I was like, was I looking forward to this thing? Yeah, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> early December, and I actually had forgotten all about it. And somebody at works like, have you seen Station Eleven yet? I'm like, oh no, crap! So I just watched it. I'm up to like the third or fourth episode now. It's been out for a bit now. It's like it was actually written before all this 
coronavirus stuff even happened. So oh. it's not anything to do with it. The guy wrote this way, way before this. And essentially, it's a flu that is super fatal. That's basically what it comes mm-hmm. down to. And super contagious. I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it jumps around. And to tell you the truth, it's definitely more of a people story than anything else, which I like. This is the pandemic, and they bounce around time a lot, too. Like, they jump around. So you see, like, a little kid here. Next thing you know, you see next scene. And they're grown up. So it's about 20 years later. You know, and you see how they're getting by, you know, in the United States and that kind of thing. Um, it does a good job of that. And the characters are super interesting in it. Where is the show placed? How soon after the pandemic does this show pick up? And do they jump back and forth before it and after the pandemic? Or oh, yeah, it, jumps, it, it does. And they have these little signs, like little, I don't know what you call them, things that come up. It says day one, I day mm-hmm. 15, one year later, 20 years mm-hmm. later, gotcha. three weeks before. You know, they do like all around it. So it's kind of, it jumps all over the place, but they do a good job of it. So it's not confusing. Okay. So the way you described it, you talked about it being a people story. kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of that movie that came out several years before the pandemic, Contagion. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Does it have that kind of a feel to it? Because Contagion was, even though it was, yes, primarily about us trying to yeah. stop this horrible virus, it was a lot about the characters and the people in that film. It definitely is because essentially the virus sort of kills who's going to kill pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So then the story after it, they're not worried about the virus anymore. They're just worried about surviving. Oh, oh it's more about the aftermath because if you're going to yeah. die, you're going to die. If you're not, yeah, exactly. well then now you have to deal with it. Yeah. And there's some scenes that you watch because you see like some of the governments are like trying to keep it quiet, of course, and they're trying to downplay it. But you say you had a scene, and this is not a spoiler, but you see like a newscaster and everyone's watching this newscaster on TV and she goes over there and she says, George, George, if you hear this, get the kids and leave. And she walks off the set. <laughs> yep, she's <laughs> wow. messing around. And everyone's watching this thing like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it said it's a mini series. How many episodes is it? How long are they? And, and is it dropped all at once or is it episodic? Uh, they're all out there now. Okay. I think it's eight or nine episodes. Okay. All right. So kind of a typical streaming series. Yeah, yeah. it is. And I, I have no idea if it's going to go off to a second season or whatever. Um, actually, from looking at they said it's ended. So they're just doing a single season, it sounds like. Okay, maybe. Unless it gets picked up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it, I, I don't know how it ends. So I'm not sure if they <laughs> left it open for okay. something else. <laughs> but I can definitely tell you, they do a good job of like the characters and weaving people together. And it's, it's, it's a really good show. I definitely recommend it. Nice. Nice. Station yeah. 11. It's on HBO Max, you said, right? Yep. HBO Max. So, so right. that's what I got. So hopefully, John, you have something like not pandemic death related? Well, it's not pandemic related, but it's kind of <laughs> okay, death related. Okay, take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so I, it, but it's a sitcom. It's lighthearted. So I, okay. I discovered this show. It's been out for, uh, it started October of last year, but I had never heard of it until a friend mentioned to me, said, hey, are you watching this show called Ghosts on CBS? Oh, well, that was me mentioning to you. Was it? Okay. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm guessing because I've been watching that show from the beginning. <laughs> you never, you haven't watched Ghost yet? Not until now. No, no. I, was, I have not watched it at all. I know nothing about this show. Oh my God. You guys have been missing out. It's, it is. It's my new favorite sitcom right now. It's the best show on the year. And the first season's done. I just finished the first season. I love this show. I binged it. So here's the premise. There's this old mansion that this young couple inherit when the owner passed passes away. The house is inhabited by ghosts who have died on the property, but just just a handful of them, like five or six primary ghosts. There are some more scattered around, but 
if you die on the property, the in the mythology of this show, you cannot leave the property. So if you don't ascend or descend to heaven or hell, you're oh, okay. stuck here in this place. Oh, it's like haunting a hill house was like that, actually. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah but much less dark. Not so okay. dark. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that no, is lighter. This is much happier. You appear the way you died. And so there's like this flower oh, no. child who was attacked by a bear. She has big gash marks across her, oh. her back. There's a Viking <laughs> who died by a lightning strike. And so he, he can has, has the power to mess with electrical lights and stuff. <laughs> there's a scout leader who got an arrow through the neck. And so he has oh, an geez. arrow through his neck all the time. There's like this 80s kind of Gordon DeGecko guy who died with his pants off. And so he has no pants as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute how these different characters interact, though. And the premise of the show is that the young couple inherits it. They decide we'll turn into a B&B. Something happens where the <laughs> young lady has an accident. She's in a coma for three hours or three days or something. I forget what it was. A short time. So she was kind of dead. And when she comes out of it, she can now see and talk to all the ghosts. Oh, that's kind of neat. But only she can. Only she can. Only she right. can. So okay. She interacts with them. Her husband cannot see them. And so he's always left out of the conversations. You know, what are they saying now? Uh, and the cute thing is not only how they all react to things differently, like they see a car driving up and the Viking goes, land ship. And then the Victorian <laughs> one knows that's a horseless carriage. And the other guy goes, no, it's a car. Yeah. Um, and then how they interact with each other, because each of them kind of has a backstory. You know, one of them thinks they were murdered. One of them believes, uh, like, doesn't know what happened with his family. And so you get little pieces of their story along the way, along with the story of the young couple. It's just so much fun. It's so cute. George, you know, I'm preaching in the choir. You know, it's yeah. a cute story. Oh, yeah. It's it's not just a cute story. It's extremely well written. I mean, anytime mm. you take an ensemble piece where you have more than, say, five main characters, mm -hmm. and this yep, has at least nine, uh, you oh, know, yep. kind of firefly that's, that's a, tough, a little that's bit. a tough thing to juggle, huh? It's not just it a tough be. thing to juggle, but they're doing this in 30-minute spots. Oh, so yep. it's even tougher than a Firefly, which had, you know, 40 plus minutes. Mm -hmm. They're doing mm -hmm. a really good job at giving everybody the right amount of screen time and not overindulging one storyline or the other. The through line of the young couple with a bed and breakfast is awesome. But like John said, sprinkling in the different segments of the ghost storylines as almost like plot B of the episode, mm -hmm. but then yeah. it really yeah. kind of switches over into plot A a lot of the time. It does sometimes. Oh, yeah. So, sometimes the bed and breakfast is the B plot because they're focusing mm -hmm. on what happened to this person in their life. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay. really good. And sometimes they switch that in the middle of the episode. That's what they is sure unique to me. It, you know, the whole thing is like, well, we got to do, we got to get this fountain approved <laughs> to build in right. front of our bed and breakfast. And then just out of nowhere, oh, this tragic thing happened to this ghost. We really need to help this person. And so for the rest of the episode, it's helping that ghost. Nice. Yeah. You know, for me, it's almost like I felt about Superstore when that premiered many years ago. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is so good. It can't possibly last. <laughs> it's just too good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's an ensemble comedy. It is lighthearted. It's well-written. It has good actors and, and good, good storylines and plot beats and stuff. I hope this lasts. It's actually a remake of a UK series that ran for three seasons. Oh. Uh, maybe still running. I don't know. But this is the US version. Very similar, but kind of taking its own slant on the story. Uh, it's on CBS. It airs weekly on CBS. Or if you have Paramount Plus, of course, you can go there and okay. just watch it on demand whenever you want to. Yeah. Anybody that would know it? Um, well, the, the main actress that plays the girl who can see ghosts, mm -hmm. 
She was the lead actress from iZombie, played Liv oh, Moore, the main okay. uh, yeah, yeah. zombie from iZombie. So okay. she has a pedigree. Uh, and a lot of the other folks are character actors, not ones you probably see regularly. A lot of them, this is their first big gig, but they're good talent. There's one other one in one of the episodes, Mo, that you might remember, but it goes back a ways. Yes. So yeah. they have this guy who's a real jerk to him. He's kind of a okay. pompous, arrogant, little spoiled older guy. He was Balky's cousin from Perfect Strangers. It's that oh, actor. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know his name. That's I know exactly what you're cut. talking about. Wow. What a deep that cut. Is a, that's, that's a genetics <laughs> deep cut right there. So yeah, Ghost on CBS. If you're not watching it, I recommend it. If you watched it all and want more, I, I've just downloaded the UK version. I'm going to go back and watch that and see how, <laughs> how it differs, how it's similar. Uh, it's a well-made show. Awesome. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Now, another way to spell relief, sodium-free Rolaids. Sodium-free Rolaids give millions 100% relief for acid indigestion, plus it's rich in calcium. Sodium-free Rolaids for extra calcium and 100% relief. I think all three of us have something to talk about for Tekken Toys, which is mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yep. a rarity. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> so randomly, I'm going to pick John to start. What do you got for us? Oh, I mean, sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, so mine is a toy for sure. And it's a 39-year-old toy, actually, that I was oh. able to acquire. Wow. <laughs> so one of my favorite YouTube channels I watch is called Froggy Flips. This is a guy that goes around to yard sales and flea markets and picks up stuff and then turns it around, sells it on you know uh, Macari and eBay and stuff like that. Okay, it's his okay. full-time job. He's a big YouTuber. Oh, wow. Uh, really nice guy. I watched one of his videos where he was picking at this guy that had tons of cool kind of vintage collectibles, and he came across some trading cards from 1983 that I'd never heard of called Video City. What? Okay. Uh, I think I've now I know ah, what you're talking okay. about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I pay attention to our YouTube channel. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So there, <laughs> you're the one. Thank goodness. <laughs> So I went digging these. I went looking online. Like I missed these entirely. Like I had Donkey Kong cards and I had Pac-Man cards all from around the same era, but I'd never heard of these. Um, this is a set of cards came out from Tops. It includes highlights just four different uh, games. It has Zaxxon, Donkey Kong Jr., Turbo, and Frogger. Those are the only Turbo. four games that are included okay. in this series. Yeah, Turbo, what odd. A yeah. couple of Sega, a couple of Nintendo games. And uh, I was able to find an entire box of these oh, from wow. 1983. Never opened. It was in a terrible conditioned box. So I got it for only about $150, which I consider pretty good considering sometimes they're going up to three, four, five hundred dollars $500 for pristine boxes. They are? Yeah. For, yeah. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Because when you said $150, I went, I was like, that's Ooh. a good deal? That's, yeah, that's crazy. I was the same thing, George. I was with you. I was like, <laughs> well, really? they can go for six 
or seven dollars a card sometimes, depending on what it is. What? So, wow. I, I, I've seen them listed for, yeah, who knows? Anyway. Good Lord. <laughs> when I saw them on his channel, I had to have some. And uh, and I was going to open them, so I got this box. I did a video on our YouTube channel. Uh, I give credit to Froggy for uh, for exposing me to them. Uh, but then I I'd opened the entire box and went through. Yeah, I enjoy collecting cards. You know, I like wacky packages and garbage mm-hmm. pails and mm-hmm. things like that. The thing about these, they're so old. They're from 83. They have this very whimsical sense of humor where the things that pass for humor, they don't take video games seriously. You know, there's no esports. There's nothing like that. You know, it's just a picture of Mario and Donkey Kong with a key. And he's like, let me out of here. Or there's Frogger. And he's like, <laughs> hoppity, flippity, floppity. Like whatever passes for a cute little sticker. And plus they have these game pieces that are like lottery tickets with a little, like a, a Race Turbo has a racetrack and you're trying to make it to the exit. You scratch off a little circle and see oh, if you've neat. got a point or if you hit a stop sign. Oh, or, a little bit of youth conditioning yeah. there, trying to get yeah, us ready right, for the, ready. when we get <laughs> yeah. older and can buy lottery tickets. <laughs> when we're looking for a retirement plan, hit the lottery, right? So the good news is I was able to get a full set out of this, including some alternate backs that were in that box. So good on tops for, uh, for doing that in their box. It's a cute little set. It's a quick little video. I really enjoyed picking these up. It kind of rejuvenated my, what I remembered I loved about collecting trading cards when I was a kid and from 40 years old. Okay, John, so I just got the most important question here. Okay, all right. Does it have gum in it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and it's 30, was it 38 years old, he said? 30, no, almost 40 years. Yeah. Damn near 40 at 83. Yeah, yeah. that gum was mm-hmm. already petrified when you bought it new. So I'm trying to imagine what it's like now. <laughs> well, it had gum in it. I'm using air quotes for the word gum. <laughs> it was gum once, certainly. Right now, it's this chalky block of pink sadness that's inside of these cards. It stained the back of some of the- You didn't try one? No, I did not try a piece of the ancient 40-year-old <laughs> stick of gum. Look, I, I didn't like that gum when it was new. I'm sure yeah, I'm not going to like it, it 40 years later. <laughs> so you're saying that it didn't hold up as well as the cheeseburgers from McDonald's that people keep finding in their coat pockets all the time. <laughs> Are they eating those? I hope they're not eating those either. I don't know, yeah. but they're taking pictures of them saying, this is a 35-year-old cheeseburger. Look at how oh. awesome it looks. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. Just don't eat it. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the toy that I came up with. Mo, who do you want to go to next? Uh, I'll go next. Why not? Okay. All right. What do you got? <laughs> I love this random chance. Yeah. You know, let's, let's not. Let's, let's, let's be whimsical Spend today. the wheel. <laughs> let's be whimsical. We don't get to use that word on this podcast. Let's be whimsical. Whimsy. Yeah, come on. No, so actually, it's something I got for Christmas. It's a shark robot vacuum. Oh. Or like a Ro- Roomba-like thing. It's a Roomba, but it's not Roomba. It's a company called Shark. Okay. Got it. All right. Actually, my brother got this for Christmas. It was like one of the, you know, it's one of those reconditioned ones, you know, that someone returned. I never had one of these before. I know, John, you've had a couple, right? You've tried them once or twice. I I had early, like first generation Roombas, but they were, yeah, they were so-so. I spent more time cleaning them than they spent cleaning my house, actually. Well, this one, I'm actually pretty impressed. I think, guess the technology has obviously gotten a lot better as far as like understanding the room sizes and all that stuff because it maps the room by itself like you just let it go and it maps the room you know okay. so it has the space you can have it do your whole house and then you go back to, you have an app of course now everything's got an app of course yeah, and you go through and you actually section it into rooms so you say this space is the living room this space is the bedroom this space, you know so then you could give it direction say go to this room and vacuum and okay. the thing it has I think is really cool it actually when it docks it has a collection bay in it oh. so when it docks it empties itself mm, that would be great that way you don't have to you're not as constantly i guess the older roombas you had to like you're constantly oh yeah him, i guess yeah. well it only held like i don't know like a like a softball or baseball size compartment and then you had to empty it yeah yeah i think it's this one probably has the same amount of space but it actually knows when it's full so it'll go dock and 
smart DNA oh, smart. keep going. It's an old one. It's probably a couple of years old, I think, from looking at the model numbers. Because I try to find them on Amazon. They don't even sell this particular model number anymore. <laughs> okay. Which from looking at the price of the new ones, I'm not surprised because the new ones are like 400 bucks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But for this one, I get, you know, I saw on eBay for like 200 and I've seen like 150 that kind of price. But mm-hmm. it's actually pretty cool. Like I just have it for one room right now, but it does a really good job, actually. It's like I still would probably have to vacuum this room like myself like once a month, you know, just to do like a real vacuum. But in between, it does a good job of keeping it kind of maintaining. So I don't feel like I have, especially with mm-hmm. dogs and like pets. picking up the random crumb and yeah, dog, dog, fur, you know, dog fur and whatever kind of stuff. Yeah. Huh. So it's pretty cool. I really wish I had one of those things for my fish tank. Why can't they invent <laughs> an underwater... <laughs> Roomba-type vacuum that'll just run around the sand of my fish tank and clean up all the fish poop so I don't have mm. to deal with it. Don't they? Yeah. I wonder if they do. We'll have to search. They don't. It seems logical. They, they don't. They, they should. Okay. They should. But they should. They should. They yeah. should, but it would, for my tank, it wouldn't work anyway because I have a sand bottom, so it would just suck no. up all the sand anyway. <laughs> it's, like, it's like sweeping a dirt floor. It's like, it's just dirt. It's just constantly <laughs> yeah. dirt. Yeah. You're never going to be over. It's never going to be finished. <laughs> I think I still have a couple of Roombas under my bed that have not been charged in probably six years. <laughs> that I look at and go, I ought to resurrect those things. And I remember what a pain they were, but maybe I should explore a newer one now since they've improved. Huh. This one, I said, it's the shark, which I guess is a little cheaper than the Roomba. You know, the Roomba was a pretty expensive, yeah. Uh, but okay. I, this one is really solid. I'm, I'm very happy with it, especially for an older one. So shark robot vacuum. Shark nice. RV robot vacuums. That's what I got. So, okay. So let's end this up with you, George. So what do you have for us today? Yeah, uh, the thing I want to talk about, I know, John, you've been um, running commercials and ads for on our podcast, and it's probably been run on many other podcasts in our group oh, here okay. at Evergreen. Right. Yep. It's a website called betterhelp.com. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear about them a lot. This actually. is a website that is designed to help a person who is of need get connected with a real licensed therapist that they can talk with remotely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to help them with whatever situation that they're in at that time. Okay. We, as podcast creators, we were allowed to have a two month free trial of better help. Okay. I said, you know, round about the middle of December, I'm just stressed out. I got a lot of stuff going on at Mm. work, a lot of stuff going on home, a lot of stuff going everywhere. I wasn't a real happy person. Not that our listeners think I'm ever a happy person, but (laughs) you know, they love you. Yeah. I, and I love all my listeners as well, but I, I wanted to find a way to be a little bit happier. I'm 50 years old now. I know I'm the baby of the group, but when you get to a certain age, 50 years old or whatever, you start wanting to focus on yourself a little bit. Now, some people go through a midlife crisis and go buy a sports car or a new house or go travel the world or whatever. My midlife crisis thing was more about just, I just want to find a way to be happier. I've been working since I was 10 years old. I figured it out the other day. It's 40 years now that I've been employed in one Mm -hmm. shape or another. And there's a lot of um, tiredness and a lot of angst and a lot of stress and a lot of stuff that's gone along with those 40 plus years of being in some type of work. The BetterHelp website, what they do is they ask you a series of questions. What thing are you trying to help yourself with? Or what thing would you like to get help with? What things are important to you? They just ask you a series of questions. It's not an obsessive amount. Okay, gotcha. Like an online interview-ish thing to kind of get you in the right direction. Yeah, Yeah, and that's what they do. So they take those results and then they try to pair you up with 
a therapist that will be best suited to you. Okay. okay. When you have your first session with that therapist, if you've decided that it's not a good fit or anything, you can switch therapists at any time. They have a lot of other features on the website, things like a personal journal, of course, as you can imagine. You know, a lot of people think Mm -hmm. that's a good thing when they're going through stuff. You can share those journal entries with your therapist if you like, but you don't have to. They have a lot of other tools and resources on the website that you can use. Now, it's not cheap. And they don't do insurance. So I want to get into that for our listeners a little bit, just Mm. in case somebody out there uh, needs it. I personally think it's worth it. It's 60 to $90 per session. Mm, Okay. And that's, well, I'm sorry, per week, I should say, because most therapists only do one session per week. So it's 60 to $9 per week and they bill it monthly. So they have different levels and stuff. They paired me up with a lady. She's maybe four or five years older than me. And I appreciated that a lot because I didn't really want a younger therapist because Mm -hmm. I would have felt like, (laughs) you know, you don't have the life experience that I do. So how are you going to be able to help me? It would have tainted it. I'll say that uh, the therapist that I have, I'll just give her first name is Jill. She in seven sessions has been incredibly good at what a therapist is supposed to do for me. At least Hmm. I view therapy as a thing of, I can go and say anything to this person and there's no consequences to it because the only consequence is that I had to pay them money for them to listen to whatever I want to say. Right. No judgment, right? No judgments, no consequences. So, you know, it's just unburdening myself, which I think a lot of people would really appreciate. Now, John, you and I have been friends for damn near 30 years now, right? Mm -hmm. And I can talk to you about damn near anything, but I can't talk to you about anything because there's going to be some things that... Well, there's stuff like, oh, I don't want my friends to know that about me or I'm not Mm -hmm. comfortable. I'm worried they might look at me a different way. You know, I I could see wanting this totally impartial person with some expertise to help you. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest consequence that I'm always concerned about when I talk with any person besides the therapist is... How is what I'm about to say going to make them feel? Mm -hmm. So, John, if I were to say something to you that would hurt your feelings, that would devastate me. That's why there are some things that I can't say to a certain person because I don't want to potentially make them feel bad. Mm -hmm. I've found out through working with my therapist that that's apparently a tool, a defense mechanism that I developed the, with the way that I grew up and she okay. helped me to understand it a little bit. And it's not that everything is on your childhood or everything's on your relationship with your mother or any of that kind of <laughs> stuff. It's not the <laughs> stuff you see in bad fiction television. It's just one person allowing you to be that innermost self and just unburden yourself. I'm going to tell you in COVID times, especially this website mm-hmm. is worth its weight in gold for the way that it can help people. At least in what it's done for me. I can't say it'll do the same for everybody, but seven weeks in, I am a much, much happier person. I've gotten back to being more productive. There was a good while for about a year that I literally would just go to work, come home and do nothing. I would sit in my room, watch TV or movies and veg out, not have any interactions at all. Hmm. Now I'm happy to be around people. And you guys both know me. I don't like people, but (laughs) I'm happy to be around people. And I wouldn't have had this, even if it only lasted for the seven weeks, I wouldn't have had this fun, good, happy period of my life were it not for that website. 
Wow. That's awesome, George. I mean, he said, you know, I mean, I've been through therapy too, so I definitely understand where you're coming from and finding that, uh, that it's, it's nice having somebody that you could literally say anything to and it's okay. Yeah. Because he said, especially in a relationship, you don't want to say, you know, if you talk to your significant other, you don't want, there's things you just don't want to say because you don't want them feeling bad because it's really not their fault. Mm-hmm. They have nothing, but they're going to be like, what do you mean you're sad? Or, you know, that kind of thing. So I have a question though about how the, the mechanics, I guess, about how it works. Sure. I mean, is it video conferencing? Like how, I mean, do you, how do you arrange sessions? Is it, do you have good times? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's really simple. Um, when, once they pair you with a therapist, the therapist has a calendar of appointments available and you pick and choose your first appointment. Okay. Once you have that initial first video conference with your therapist mm-hmm. and it's all through the website, then you and the therapist work out your schedules from that point forward. For me, it just so happened that I like to do it when I'm working remotely at home because mm-hmm. I'm in a yeah. private space. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to drive to a therapist's office, which is a thing that I don't think I would do if I was seeing a <laughs> therapist in person. Mm-hmm. And the video conference, the computer between us, even feels just a slight bit safer than if I oh, were to go okay. to somebody's office. I never office. thought about that. Got to see that. Okay. Sure. I don't think it would be any different. I don't believe that my therapist would give me any body signals that would make me feel like I was being judged or condemned Mm -hmm. or anything like that if I was in person. But the fact that I am able to do it on a computer, just like this little thing in the back of my brain says, at any time I can hit the little red X button and I'm done. (laughs) And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Right. Right. Ejector seat. I can can escape any moment if I wanted to. Right. (laughs) So it's really helpful. It also opens you up to therapists that you wouldn't necessarily have in your area because my therapist right. is actually in Tampa, Florida. I'm here in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, oh, that's true. That's just so wide open. It, it's really nice. Uh, the website is super easy to use. Everything's done through that. The video conference comes with every package I've found out recently. So whether you're on the $60 level or the $90 level, depending upon what those things give you, mm-hmm. you get the video conference once per week with your therapist. That's part of the, all the package. Yeah. Very cool, man. cool. And you're right. We do have the spot that usually runs in our show. I think uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but if you're sure. a listener of Gen X Grown Up, you can actually try this for a bit of a discount, I believe. So there's uh, the promotion they're running right now. It's That's that ad we're running. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll say for my part, I am excited for you that you are yeah. getting so much out of it. I mean, you know, we joke about George the curmudgeon or whatever, <laughs> and that, you know, everyone's personality is based in fact, you know, and it's because you have this history of, you know, you uh, be a little gruff or whatever, but it's your upbringings, your dad and all that stuff. And you can't just undo that or turn that off. And it sounds like you're finding something with better help that is helping you deal with that, put it in context and find a way to literally be happier. And there's nothing more I could wish for you than that. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. 
You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. I love the rich. Whole wheat goodness. Kellogg's mini wheats. But the delicious frosted side makes the rich kid in me open wide. The nutritious shredded wheat helps keep me on my toes. But the little ballerina in me thinks the taste steals the show. Kellogg's mini wheats. Wholesome shredded wheat for the adult in you. Great taste for the kid in you. So they're delicious and nutritious. The whole grain wheat really packs a crunch. But the delicious taste gives it just the right punch. This is the main event of the podcast for the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! And it's time to jump into games, ladies and gentlemen, with that awesome introduction by whoever that awesome announcer is. I'm not sure, but he should be being paid twice whatever he's being paid right now. That's at least twice. twice. Tones. At least double. Triple. At least twice. At least twice. I want to start off the game segment. You guys know I just got this brand new video card back. Finally got my PC all up and running. And I want to talk about a game that I'm playing completely on paper that has nothing to do with that video card whatsoever. (laughs) I'm glad you spent all that time getting that computer working, man. It's it's really paying off for you. (laughs) Right? $1,500 video card, $25 calendar. That's what I'm playing right now. So, (laughs) 30 cent pencil. (laughs) I am playing an item that I found through Kickstarter called the Quest RPG Calendar. This company that's been doing this, uh, they've done several of these Kickstarters uh, at least a couple of years now. It's an RPG D&D style adventure that you play on a daily desk calendar by yourself. Oh, so like a a page every day in this adventure. A page every day tells part of the story. There were accessories through the Kickstarter that you could get besides just the calendar, and I got all the accessories. So I got these little miniature D&D dice that you can roll. I got Mm -hmm. this book of the characters because they have four, no, five set characters that you can play with, or you can create your own. All right. But the hero book, as they call it, has all the characters that they build out in it. It comes with a couple of erasable pens. So when you write in that book, you can then wipe it off. So like, you know, if you have 25 hit points and then you need to reduce it, oh, okay. you just wipe it and rewrite <laughs> it. Very convenient. And the storylines so far are very intriguing and very fun. And for somebody like me who used to enjoy role-playing games, but hasn't been a part of the role-playing universe in mm-hmm. my adult life too much. Mm-hmm. And even though we've tried, Mo, you know, we've tried through Discord mm-hmm. and other avenues to get back into role-playing games of one form or another, it's really difficult to get yeah, people sure. together and to have a reliable group. Every D&D mm-hmm. player I know says, you know, boy, I wish these people would be more consistent with showing up. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's difficult. This quest calendar eliminates all of that. You're playing nice. on your desk. It's by yourself. <laughs> with your own character, with nobody else. It's fun. It really is fun. It's scratching that role-playing game niche nice. that I have hmm. had for the last, I don't know, 30 years. Mm-hmm. So what are you playing as? Did you roll your own character? Use one of the base ones? I use one of the base characters. Uh, okay. His name is Syntax, and he is a robot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love it already. Right? <laughs> I like he that. That's a, a great, what name. A great name for a robot. I know. Like, that is a great name. Not since Data has there been a better name for a robot than Syntax. <laughs> it's awesome. Wow. His backstory is his creator was murdered and he was left alone in that place for a long time until somebody discovered him. And then he's gone hmm. out on the world because he wants to learn more about humans. And that's cool. So he's <laughs> going on this uh, adventure with me and. Uh, you get to roll your stats like you might imagine, yeah. and you have different little things pop up in the story. They have rest days for your characters where your character will replenish their stats and stuff. They do mm-hmm. have situations for if your character dies unexpectedly, there are ways Ooh. to re- resurrect them, okay. you know, but it flows with the storyline. In your case, reboot him. Yeah, in my case, reboot him. <laughs> <laughs> They seem to have covered all the bases with their rule sets hmm. and they've made it also very simple and easy to understand. I will caution you, if you do get it, though, you do need to read the rules. You can't just skim over them or throw them away like John does with his yeah. videos. Oh, <laughs> 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 <Aww. Yeah>, John. <laughs> okay. Guilty. They start you off with a little temporary adventure for the first like 15 days of the year mm-hmm. and then you start the main quest. Mm. So does the main quest take up the rest of the year? It does. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a long wow. quest. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the point, right? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a long quest. I just started the main quest a couple of days ago. And interesting part to me was that I get to this one part where I'm walking along with this guy and apparently I'm walking toward a tournament that he thinks I'll be good in or something like mm-hmm. that. And we've encountered a man and woman who were screaming, trying to call their children. Their children have disappeared. And Mm. I had a choice to make yesterday. Do I want to help them out of the kindness of my heart? Do I want to charge them to help them? Or do I want to just ignore them and walk away? And each one of those (laughs) things have consequences. I think one of the other neat mechanics about this quest calendar is the day that you're reading that you're playing right then Mm -hmm. all of the solutions and resolutions to the things you need to do on that day are on the back of your previous day ah so so, because you just flip the page so exactly so don't throw away the previous day you need to keep it because whatever you need to do to resolve the current day is on the back side of that i even took my 3d printing design skills and printed myself out a little box to hold those extra days in so that (laughs) I don't lose them or anything. That's awesome. Mo, I know you love RPG. Yeah. Any of our listeners out there who have been wanting to get into role playing, but you know, all the roadblocks that are in your way, jump in and take a look at this. Mo, I'm sure you can find a link to Kickstarter. Oh yeah. Is it only available on Kickstarter still? Do you know? I don't know. That's one. I'm reaching out to him because I kind of want to do a YouTube video on this thing. So I'm reaching out to find out how people can purchase these things. Because obviously we're already past the first of the year. Yeah. But I hope that they're still selling them. I hope they got extra printed so that they can sell these to people because it's not hard to catch up. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yep. Cool. All right. That's what I've been playing. I'm kind of interested now to get into the PC world since I have a new video card. (laughs) If you ever decide to. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Can either of you suggest a game that I might want to play on my PC? Oh, 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 I've got something. Can I go next? Uh, I got it. Okay. Okay. Since we're being random today, John can go next. (laughs) I think so. Yeah. So this is a franchise that I was always super interested in, always well-reviewed, but it was only on the PlayStation. And Mm. I never owned a PlayStation. Mm. I never wanted to buy one just to play this game. But in 2018, a updated version of God of War, a big single-player adventure game of Kratos. Yeah, that was a huge seller for them. Norse mythology thing. Yeah, 2018 PS4 had 
this new kind of rebooted version of it that was him with his son uh, and his wife had passed away. And they kind of updated the, the story a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just this month, a few days ago, they dropped a remastered version on PC ah. of God of War, the 2018 nice. version. Now, HD upscaled, super wide screen, mm-hmm. super HDR detailed thing. I always wanted to play this game. Is running like 50 bucks. I found a deal on, is there any deal? As we always mm-hmm. do for about $41. I wasn't going to okay. wait. I was super excited to jump into this just based on its history. We yeah. often talk about how it's reviewed on Steam. This is one of those overwhelmingly positive oh, kind of wow. things. Okay. Nice. Okay. People talk about this game as, you know, they preface it with, I believe there are only about five perfect games in the world, dot, dot, dot. This is one of them kind of thing. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I remember people who were buying PlayStation just for this game. Like, just to play that. This yeah. was like a big drive for them buying a PlayStation. Yeah. So I will tell you, I'm about eh, two or three hours into this game. Okay, early days, yeah. Before I talk about the game, let me tell you how the game starts. You download it, you push start, and you start playing the game. You have to log into some stupid service. Oh, God, oh, you don't you. have to create thank an God. account. <laughs> you don't have to check on my DLC. You don't have to create, <laughs> right? Start, and it's like, oh, this amazing cinematic. This looks super cool. Oh, no, this is not a cinematic. This is how the game looks. Oh, It's oh, like wow. a Pixar movie. I mean, every little like hair on his fur tunic that you can see and every pore in his face. This thing looks amazing. (laughs) Like all the time while you're playing? All the time. All the time. (laughs) This is like a Pixar movie of God of War come to life. It's an amazing adventure thing. And he's, you've seen Kratos in something at one point. He's this giant beefy kind of, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson kind of dude with a scraggly beard and he is just a badass on rails. He's got the <laughs> giant axe that he throws and it comes back to him like Thor's hammer if he wants it, you know? Cool. And it has like a character progression, like you'd want it in a modern game where, oh, I can unlock a, a skill tree and I upgrade my axe and I can, you know, get more abilities or I can, you know, ice damage or fire down, those sorts of things. But at its core, as much as fun as I've had, and let me say I did a hand-to-hand melee fight with another godlike guy in mm-hmm. the first hour of this game, Probably the best one-on-one fight with another character in a video game I have ever had, hands wow. down. Wow. Even over the Mortal Kombat's, those were your oh, favorites. Yeah. The brutality, just the <laughs> sheer, just the the just no quit in these two guys is amazing. Wow. Uh, but the story aside of that is about him bonding with his young son, like maybe 10 or 11 years old. <laughs> and it, it he is in the story too. And if you target something and hit X, his son will fire arrows at it. Like stay back and help. Okay. But it's ah. like him slowly warming up to, because his mother was the caretaker, but his mother, Kratos' wife, is passed away at the beginning of this game. He knows how to fight. He knows how to be a badass. He doesn't know how to raise a child. And so he's trying to learn how to connect with his son and... There's this human story that's running through this that already is resonating with me. I know where it's going and I can, I'm mm-hmm. going to cry at some point, I bet. <laughs> what a cool, a cool reboot and updated version of God of War. Happy to have, at, for 50 bucks, I would, would not have been upset. I paid 40 bucks, not upset. Uh, if you wanted to play it, didn't have a PlayStation, what a great place to get in with this new one that just came out. So you see what all the hoopla is about then, huh? I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm speechless. I mean... I'm not a guy who's going to pay 40 or $60 for a new game. I'm kind of considering it based on your description. Yeah, I know, really. He's, he's it's, selling it's this thing, isn't he? something else. Yeah, maybe I'll stream it for you sometime. You'll take a look, you know, get an idea of it, you know? Y- you yeah, know, that'd be cool. I, we haven't done a live stream in a long time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying. This thing's pretty badass. It is. You know, yeah. if our listeners out there want to jump in and start helping us with the live stream funding again, <laughs> I could see you playing this game and eating some hot jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> that could certainly happen. Oh, you got hit by a monster? Eat a jelly bean. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So that's my recent thing. Mo, what cool. have you been playing, man? Well, actually, I've been playing the hell of this game. It's called Wasteland 3. This obviously is a part of a franchise. It's three. Mm-hmm. It's a game like, I don't know if you guys ever played the original kind of Diablo, where it's like okay. a top-down yeah. isometric, and you're kind of running around with your, your crew of a people. A dungeon and, crawler, right? Yeah. Sort of, kind of, yeah. Kind of a loot-based thing. You're collecting upgraded swords and motions, and yeah. Exactly. Except this one mm-hmm. is like, it's United States after in the 80s, it was like a nuclear war, and this is like, you're rebuilding the country and all that kind of oh, stuff. Wasteland. Got it. Hence the Wasteland. And what I love about this game is like, the game mechanics are really easy. They're simple. But- the story behind it and when you go on these like missions there's like tons and tons of missions and side missions and all different sizes they're the kind of mission that you almost hate because sometimes there's no good answer mm, like that moral like uh, yeah, the no yeah. win scenario Kobayashi Maru what are you gonna it do it is right? like you're sitting there's like oh you know you're out there and you get a call because the caravan that's carrying like your power armor that you're gonna need is being ambushed but then you also get a call from a family that's under attack and oh, you only no. have time to save mm, one I need my armor I need my armor <laughs> and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then the game and it changes based on those decisions. Mm-hmm. I went after the family and the guy who I got chewed out because I didn't get the armor here, you know, because <laughs> he was pissed <laughs> off about that. And it's all the morality in this is actually seems almost realistic because it's none of it is like black and white. Like nothing's obviously straight black and white. Mm-hmm. There's a factory that the workers are being oppressed, but the guy who runs the factory is like, look, we have to get these things ready because we're about to get attacked. If we don't have these weapons built, then we're in trouble. And whose side do you take? Yeah. You know? Is it the overworked workers? Or like if you if yeah. you do help them, then the factory will be destroyed and they have nothing. Exactly. Oh, I see. Ah, yeah. Mm. And the whole yeah. game is that. And it does mm. a good job of kind of pulling you along. Sounds stressful. <laughs> it is a little bit, actually. Like you kind of see like, uh-oh, I'm getting to one of these decisions. Let me save. Because mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's going to go the way I want it to. You know, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, that didn't go away i go back do it the other way that's worse you know and i'm like oh, oh. man i should have went back like i should have trusted my instincts yeah. yep. <laughs> um, but it's yeah. a really really well done game actually the game came out at the end of 2020 so it's not super new okay not like a little over a year old yeah yeah but they have a bunch of dlc they've come out with and mm. so now you get all the dlc with the game i think it's going for like 39 dollars for everything okay and i had a gift card that someone gave me for christmas so i was able to take 20 bucks off of that and spend it no, so there you go. Yeah. nice that made it easy buy for me i I probably eight hours in I played this game and I'm not even I, I wouldn't even think I'm halfway I don't know it's just mm-hmm. there's a lot to do and you could just blow through all the main stuff but you know yeah did you play the previous wastelands is this a continuation of that yeah, story I did. okay it's, oh, yeah. yeah it is actually it's a direct continuation because the way nice. Wasteland okay. two ends is that you basically lose your group and so you're basically moving further west at this point and now you're in Denver and now you're there trying to help them and hopefully don't make the same mistakes I guess okay so, <laughs> so kind of trying to start that effort over in a new place with new people new place, but yeah. It's, uh, yeah gotcha you know it's, it's a really good game I definitely recommend if you liked any of those, especially the old Diablo games and that kind of stuff, the original, like the Fallout 2 when that came out is all the same kind of style. And it's a lot of fun. Man, that sounds like three winners. We all three had a game. And they all three sound like things yeah, I want to really. play now. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, really. I want to get that adventure a day. I'm already trying to look at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. 
We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. If you're allergy sensitive, your world is ever threatening. For relief, discover Benadryl, the most prescribed allergy medication ever. Available without prescription, Benadryl and Benadryl decongestant. Before we wind up episode 116, we always like to take just a couple of minutes here toward the end to talk about the things we're either looking at now or might be looking at between now and the next time we talk. And Mo, I want to talk to you. What do you have on the horizon? Sure. Well, there's a new TV series coming out on Prime called Reacher, which is, you know, Jack Reacher? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's based on that? Oh, yeah. It's really? based on that. It's a series, which I was like, I like the Jack Reacher movies. I was like, man, mm-hmm. this could work, right? So right. that's coming out February 4th. That's on Prime. All right. I have a birthday coming up, which- Like that's yours right. or somebody else's? No, mine. Okay. <laughs> it's always somebody else's birthday. Yes. No, happy so, birthday, Mo. Right around the corner. My girlfriend is happy enough to let me know that, hey, you can now be an AARP. Uh, wow. <laughs> so happy I love her for birthday? that. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what I'm really looking forward to, though, is the season two of Resident Alien. Yeah. Oh, January 26. Boo. boo. What, what boo? What boo? Because I wanted to put that on my list, and then I saw oh. it was already on Mo's oh. when I got oh. to the car. Oh. That's a boo of jealousy, not a boo of disapproval. <laughs> boo, yeah, that was it. my show. That's like Cobra Kai. I get to claim Resident <laughs> no, Alien. No, you, you, you can't I, have them all. We let you have Cobra Kai without any fights at <laughs> but all. I That's... found Resident Alien. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> see? <laughs> Your point? <Anyway. laughs> I mean, I think actually, um, yeah, we, thanks to George, we all started watching it. Mm-hmm. That's true. It was a slow burn, great show. Because at first you're like wondering where it's going. Then at the end, I was totally invested. I thought for sure. Sure, it was going to get canceled. I was like, this show is too quirky. It's got Alan Turdick in it, who is notorious for getting his shows canceled. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and But nope, they approved for like two more seasons, I heard, right? I think yeah, only, as a matter of fact, yeah. since the end of the first season, uh-huh. from that very day, my wife has asked me, at least once a week. When's new Resident Alien? <laughs> that, if that doesn't give a pedigree to the show, because yeah, if anybody knows my wife, oh. yeah. she's not really into the American television scene. She loves that show. Yeah. It is. It's such well, a good so show. So here's the answer. Mo, when can George's wife finally see some more Resident Alien? Well, actually, if you're listening to this, it's already out because it came out January 26th. Oh. Mm. Oh, all right. There we go. Asked and answered. Perfect. Yeah, so that's awesome. So again, looking really forward to that. So what do you got, John? Uh, I have just a couple of quick things. Uh, another of those Atari Recharge titles is coming out February 10th. This time it's Breakout Recharged. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did what the Missile Command, Asteroids, yeah. and some other stuff, right? That kind of sounds yeah. like that should have been the first one. Yeah, almost. Maybe right? <laughs> as old as it is, right? As old, yeah, it's the original game, right? Well, not just that, but because they do all the power-ups, and that's really what made Breakout different from other Brick games. Well, that's the thing. Breakout did 
didn't have power-ups. It was oh, Arkanoid that had the oh, power Arkanoid. Arkanoid. Right. right. Which makes me wonder, how is this not just going to be Arkanoid? I'm eager to see what they That's do That's a good it. point. Right. Mm-hmm. Arkanoid's yep. pretty good, though. So if they do that, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that. It's just, yeah, exactly. Uh, the control thing I'm wondering about, since you don't have a spinner, yeah. what's going to happen? How are they going to do that? So mm. Yeah, the mouse, I guess. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of a bit hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I'm looking forward to is coming out February 1st. Life is Strange has been fully remastered in HD, up resolution mm. and textures and everything. Ooh, and okay. l- when I saw that, I'm like, awesome for them. And I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, damn, I kind of want to replay this now. Really? It doesn't feel like a money grab, though. Watch the trailer. Watch the trailer and see if you feel like a money grab or see if you're like, oh, it is time to play this again. Okay. Yeah. It looks fantastic. It's been a, it was a while. Well, the nice thing is it's going to bring new people to the franchise who have never played it before because it's coming out as a fresh release. Oh, got it. And this is a game that deserves to be played. It does. Uh, it by does. everybody. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, and finally, February 4th, I'm looking forward to a stupid Michael Bay-esque looking <laughs> sci-fi film called Moonfall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you, that's my sentiment exactly, George. I was thinking the same thing. I, I have such... Yep. I know I'm going to see it. I'm going to hate myself if oh, I'm yeah. going to see it. The trailer looks so wonderfully delicious deliciously stupid <laughs> something's with the moon it's out of orbit and then there's like aliens in the moon or and something the, the i don't moon's know it's like a spaceship itself or something it's whatever oh my God. It's who cares nuts. i'm gonna watch it you know what i'm really happy about what? i'm really happy that i canceled my a-list recently what did you because you don't want to be forced yeah, to go see moonfall now i don't have to have an excuse <laughs> to go see this movie <laughs> i'll get you a ticket don't worry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to see it. I know I'm going to have a good time. Maybe if it's just having a good time making fun of it, but it looks yeah. cool. So that's me. George, what do you got coming up? Uh, first thing I've got coming up is something that proves that Korea has now become the zombie capital of the entertainment world. It's a new <laughs> okay. series called All of Us Are Dead. And in this series, they take zombies for what we would if a real zombie thing happened. It's one of those kind of stories where it's self-aware a little bit. Mm-hmm. And okay. they oh. even mention this is just like Train to Busan. Damn. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And it's shot very much like Train to Busan. So if you Mm -hmm. enjoyed that, I think we're going to enjoy this. It's a Netflix release. So it's probably already been released in other parts of the world. Netflix is just now bringing it to America, but it's coming Mm, out on January 28th. Oh, wow. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Another series, one that I watched uh, its first season that's coming Mm -hmm. back for season number two on February 3rd on HBO Max, Raised by Wolves. Really? This is one where the two android robots have been charged with taking care of these children and a bunch of weird stuff happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So season two is coming up. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how they, I wasn't sure how they could have a season two based on season one. I guarantee that based on how TV series and streaming stuff is doing it, they're going to do a recap type of thing like they do with Lost in Space and all these others. So all you have to do is watch the first episode. You'll know everything you forgot. Interesting. Yeah. And then John, one of Mm. our all time favorites coming back season 25 February 2nd Comedy Central South Park is hitting oh, the waves again oh, baby wow <laughs> it's been a while hasn't it I mean they've come up with little episodes here or there but when was the last season they had the COVID movies right which were awesome yeah right yeah yep. when was the last season they really that they had yeah it's been a, a while years. Yeah. yeah I love the commercial I don't know if you guys have seen it I've or seen not it. but they have this orchestra guy you know like a conductor of an orchestra uh-huh. and you hear the bands tuning up and they're playing tunes that sound oddly familiar and then out of one of the left speakers or something this woman starts going to well <laughs> <laughs> oh that's brilliant 
and then just boom, twenty five South Park, Man, and I'm like, nice. okay, that's yep. brilliant. Those that guys are great. still awesome. They're still great. I can't wait to watch. If you didn't get that reference, you need to watch more South Park. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I can't wait. All right, before we get out of this show, I do want to take a quick second, as I like to here, to point out a uh, new or notable supporter, either on uh, YouTube or over on Patreon, and I want to talk about Brad. B. So mm-hmm. relatively new patron. He joined yeah. us at that $1 level every single month, helping us out a little bit financially. Sure. Uh, last week, he said, you know what? You guys are great. I'm bumping it up to two bucks just because yeah. he gets no Long additional double. benefits. Nice. He just Thank said, you. thanks. The next day he bumped it up to three. Oh, there you, oh even better. Wow. That's awesome. So what's he up to now? Well, he's a three right now, but I'm just saying, I wrote him and I said, is this a, every day? Are we going up by a dollar? This could be a great year. He's like, no, 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 no. We're slowing down. But he just, you know, he That's said, awesome. more is coming. We love what you guys are doing. He said, one wasn't enough. I just want to show you how much I appreciated you. Wow. Uh, so Brad, thank you for that. Yeah. And he got no more for those extra couple of bucks other than just thanking us and helping us out. So, uh, amazing we appreciate you and everyone thank you very much awesome thank you thank you everybody who supports us either whether it's on youtube or on uh, patreon so so much appreciate your financial support of what we do it makes Mm -hmm. it possible to continue that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the gen x grown-up podcast we'll be back in two weeks as we always are but next week is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep and this single nostalgic topic this time it's not a battle bot but it does have an engine and it is pretty (laughs) badass we are talking about some of those iconic cars from the Gen X era movies and TV shows. We're talking about Knight Rider. We're talking about National Lampoon. We're talking about all the Batman, all those cool cars uh, that we absolutely loved and left an indelible impact on our youth growing up. We have a list of them. We're running through. We're going to tell you some of our favorites. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. This is one that was requested by several uh, fourth listeners. Said, hey, you got to talk about cars. Here it comes. We're doing it next week. We sure hope you will join us for that one. Until then, I am John George. Thank you so much for being here, man. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. Fourth listener, it is you, though. All three of us appreciate most (laughs) of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. That and so much more headed your way January 27th. We hope you'll we hope to see you there or something like that. <laughs> something like that. That's close enough. Something like close that. Close enough. Well, 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 my throat. Come back. Well, 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 puberty. That's again. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.